I'm Paul Taylor, and welcome to another edition of Wisdom Wednesdays. And firstly, apologies for the audio quality. I do have my mic, but I'm in Vietnam, in Saigon. And it is pretty noisy outside, so you may hear a little bit of traffic noise. Now today, uh, the spotlight is on a substance that you might have in your spice rack, curcumin. It's not just for cooking anymore, it might also be the key to a healthier you. But before we dive remember this podcast is meant to be informative and does not replace professional medical advice. So now that we got that out of the way, let's explore what makes curcumin such a star ingredient. Now, it's a naturally occurring chemical compound found in the spice turmeric, often associated with and Ayurvedic medicine. But in recent years, it's caught the attention of Western medical community and for good reason. Now, turmeric, it's a herb native to Southeast Asia that's a true superfood shown to have pretty cool healing and anti-inflammatory properties that we're really now just the extent of how far that goes. So when we talk about inflammation, I've mentioned this before in the podcast, we know that it's a critical component of the body's immune system, but if it becomes chronic, uh, then it can lead to some serious health conditions and almost every is linked to cellular inflammation, things like heart disease, cancer, metabolic syndrome, um, diabetes, Alzheimer's, and various other degenerative disorders. So how can turmeric or curcumin, the active ingredient in turmeric, actually help? So the turmeric root is extremely in, in this curcuminoid polyphenol antioxidants. So that's a class of antioxidants called curcuminoid polyphenols. And that gives it the classic yellow-orange color. Now, the main curcuminoid that's found in turmeric is curcumin. Um, and that's attributable or responsible for much of the health benefits. There's two other curcuminoids, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce their names because they are real tongue twisters. But the main thing is curcumin. So let's take a step back and, and talk about some of the things that curcumin can be helpful for. One is blood sugar imbalances. So we know that blood sugar imbalances and, and insulin-resistant cell membranes are critical factors that actually drive inflammatory conditions in the body. And a 2014 study in a journal of showed that curcumin stabilizes blood sugar and reverses cellular insulin resistance by increasing the number of insulin receptors and improving the receptor binding capacity to insulin. And so can be useful for people who are insulin resistant or have diabetes. And several studies suggest that curcumin may be a potent natural anti-inflammatory compound. A 2009 study published in the Journal of Alternative and Complementary Medicine showed that curcumin was as effective as ibuprofen in reducing pain related to osteoporosis. And some of you may have seen some of the headlines in the last few months showing that long-term ibuprofen use is really not a good thing. Now, furthermore, a 2006 study published in the journal Arthritis and Rheumatism demonstrated that curcumin was able to inhibit joint inflammation 
effectively reduce the symptoms of arthritis in animal models. And this was due to its ability to inhibit the activity of a number of key inflammatory molecules in the body, such as NFKB, nuclear factor Kappa Bravo, and a couple of other ones. Now, turmeric, um, and I'm going to use just remember that curcumin is the active uh, or the most potent curcuminoid in turmeric. And turmeric is actually the eighth highest antioxidant-rich food on the planet with a pretty impressive ORAC score. That's how we, how we determine the amount of antioxidants in a food. Are over 127,000. So these antioxidants, um, such as curcumin, are very powerful modulators of oxidative stress. And that's one of the ways that we have this cellular aging. So turmeric boosts natural levels uh, of cellular antioxidants, such as glutathione, superoxide dismatus, and catalase. And I often refer to those uh, as the special forces of your antioxidant defense system. So anything that can naturally boost those levels is a good thing. And these molecules, they're critical for the body to combat and limit stress um, on a daily basis. And basically, the, the greater the amount of surplus cellular antioxidants that we have running around, the less stress and damage that's going to occur to our vital organs. But that's not all. For quite a while, there's been pretty intriguing that curcumin can cross the blood-brain barrier, which has led to research into its potential effects on combating neurodegenerative conditions like Alzheimer's. And a study in the Journal of Biological Chemistry in 2004 found that curcumin can inhibit the build amyloids. And this is a type of protein that's associated with the development of Alzheimer's disease. And there's been many experimental Alzheimer's drugs trying to clear or to stop the progression or, or, or the development of these beta amyloid plaques in the brain. Now, I have results, but these ones have been done, or most of these ones um, were done on, on animals, certainly the ones around neurodegenerative stuff or on test tubes. And, and human studies that were conducted in the past number of years were often on a smaller scale, and sometimes they had mixed results. Now, a 2018 trial on humans that I just read that's a bit of a game changer. And it was published in the American Journal of Geriatric Psychiatry. And the name of the research paper is Memory and Brain Amyloid and Tau Effects of Bioavailable in Non-Demented Adults, a double-blind placebo-controlled 18-month trial. So uh, the, the, the name of that study um, highlights its importance. It was a double blind. That means that the people, um, so it was placebo-controlled, one arm one arm got a placebo that they thought was curcumin, um, but it was also double blind, which meant that the researchers didn't know who was getting what. And that is the best quality study because we know that when the researchers know, there can be stuff around their body language or how they interact give it away that they're actually getting the active ingredient and not the placebo. So this trial that was run out of UCLA, um, University College Los Angeles, found that curcumin may be a safe and effective natural intervention for, for, for preventing and even reversing 
decline. So it included 40 participants, so a reasonably small study, but the fact that it was double-blind, placebo-controlled um, gives us more confidence. Uh, and these people were between the age of 51 and 84 years old, and they had mild cognitive impairment or a decline in performance that's associated with aging. And it lasted for 18 months, which is a pretty good duration of a study like this. And the group that received the curcumin, um, they had improvements um, by the end of the study in memory and attention um, uh, as assessed by gold standard cognitive And even more impressively, and this is why I really like this study, brain scans that were performed pre and post treatment showed objective decreases in plaque and tangle accumulation. So it's these, it's these plaques that develop that we talked a little bit, these beta amyloid and these tangles, things that are called tangles that accumulate um, with Alzheimer's and other forms of dementia. And they showed objective decreases on a scan um, of these plaques and tangles in brain regions that modulate mood and memory. And this is very, very impressive when stacked up against the very long list of Alzheimer's drugs that have failed to do exactly this. So these findings collectively would suggest that curcumin has anti-amyloid and anti-inflammatory effects and antioxidant effects in humans and may protect as well as now protecting the brain from neurodegeneration. And I was thinking about this and, and maybe... Um, I, I look, this is more evidence on the hypothesis that, that many people have that the amount of, of curry and therefore turmeric that is consumed in India and the continent may be um, the reason why they seem to have a very low prevalence of Alzheimer's disease and other neurodegenerative diseases, but particularly Alzheimer's disease. And, and that's especially interesting given they have such a high prevalence of type 2 diabetes. Like their diabetes are off the charts. And normally, when you see a lot of type 2 diabetes, um, in the decades after that, you see a lot of Alzheimer's disease. Often, Alzheimer's disease is being called type 3 diabetes or diabetes of the brain. And it would seem now that, that the, the um, um, amount of turmeric in their diet could be responsible for that, right? So, Let's get practical on this. What, what does this really mean? Now, we know there's a, a challenge with, when you take curcumin supplements, we know there is a challenge with the bioavailability, his ability to absorb and use it effectively. We now know that combining curcumin with peppering, it's a substance found in black pepper, can enhance curcumin absorption by up to 2,000%, right? Now, your first port of call in any of the try to eat the whole food. So try to use a lot of turmeric in your cooking. But if you're like me and you do not like turmeric, you do not like curry, um, supplementing with curcumin would seem to be the way ahead. And now Carly has taken curcumin for quite a few years. It wasn't really on my radar, but right now... It is definitely on my radar and I will be adding it to my pretty short supplement list um, because I'm really interested in the stuff that is evidence-based and Alzheimer's disease is the one disease that scares the bejesus out of me. That's 
Catch you next time.